Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Welcome, guys, to the return of our Your Star Wars Journey series, otherwise known as episode number 24. Um, Today, we have the awesome privilege of speaking with Amy Rickow, who writes for StarWars.com, and she also has her own website, 365 Star Wars, which is all about 365 days of Star Wars women. So that's characters in the Star Wars universe, women who have worked on Star Wars. I mean, it is a great database if you want to find out pretty much anything about these awesome women that work in the Star Wars universe and the characters that they create. So without further ado, guys, this is the return of this series, episode number 24 with Amy Rickout, and I hope you all enjoy it because it's an awesome one. So until the next episode and until our next main show, may the Force be with you always. How did you get introduced to Star Wars? So I, uh, one of my very first memories of life is actually related to Star Wars. Uh, I was four when A New Hope came out in theaters. And I remember like being in a theater, I have like a, like a still image of it. All I remember for some reason is like the, the big laser beam coming out of the Death Star and like the Death Star troopers, like kind of, you know, moving away from the laser beam. Like that's literally all I remember. <laughs> um, like I don't remember going to the movie. I don't remember being excited about it. I don't remember anything afterwards. Like, but I have this like bizarre kind of image that like has always kind of, you know, stuck mm-hmm. with me is like, like the earliest memory I can really kind of date. Mm-hmm. Um, but my parents got me uh, and my sister both a lot of action figures that Christmas, and we just immediately started playing with Star Wars. And so I, I'm definitely one of those cliche people in their 40s who just don't – I don't remember Star Wars not being in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I remember, you know, that one thing from A New Hope. I remember being terrified of Yoda I, in, in The Empire Strikes Back. I was sure he was going to hurt Luke for some reason. Oh, and I was bothering my dad. And he was like, it's fine. You know, like Yoda yeah. is not a threat. <laughs> like, but I was just very concerned for Luke, who I, you know, felt very strongly about. Yeah. Um, 
but I was 10 when Return of the Jedi came out and I had a really, you know, great and kind of chill and not very dramatic childhood in any way. But like if I could pinpoint one year that was my hardest year looking back as a child like I think it probably was that year when I was like in the fifth or sixth grade like friendships kind of dissolved like I was feeling very lonely like there was just a whole bunch of stuff going on in my life and I really do wonder if that was one of the reasons why Return of the Jedi and this like incredibly fun adventure and this great story kind of coming to a conclusion really hit me as hard as it did. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I definitely I saw that movie and all I wanted to do was see it again and again and again. And mm-hmm. I wanted to escape into that world. And that was really when I became like a, like a serious, you know, a serious child can be. Uh, right. But like that was when my kind of fandom just completely erupted. So after Return of the Jedi, you know, from 10 years old, um, sort of getting into those middle school years and then high school, did it always maintain that level of importance in your life? Or as you got older, did it kind of fizzle out a little bit? Because I, I, from speaking to different people, it's, you know, it, it, it happens in different ways. Like for me, as after Revenge of the Sith came out, I was like, okay, this is probably the end. And I'll just make my peace with it and move on. But then it always finds its way back. So did that, did the similar thing happen with you or was it always there for you? You know, it was interesting because like when I was a fan, when I was 10, there was one other girl who liked Star Wars and it was like, it was our secret, (laughs) you know, because like, like they just, it just, there just weren't a lot of girls. There weren't, you know, like who liked Star Wars. Like I felt kind of alone in that. And, you know, I now know tons of women in their forties who love Star Wars, but you know, if only we could have all gone to school together, um, then we could have, you know, had this great time. Um, I think that when the years after Return of the Jedi, I always kind of felt like Star Wars was my own kind of personal thing. And it wasn't like it was like necessarily a secret, but it wasn't something that I really talked about with people other than like, you know, like my sister was also a fan. And so like we kind of, you know, shared that. Um, But I remember, you know, it definitely like when the Timothy Zahn book, Heir to the Emperor came out, like that was huge that there was a Star Wars book, a new Star Wars story. I was very excited about that. I read Legends books for several years, but I didn't read a ton of them. And I can't remember exactly like why, like if like a certain like series turned me off or like, Mm -hmm. I'm not really sure, but I didn't really follow that. But I did do a lot of uh, collecting. Like, I collect a lot of, of vintage figures. I would go to, like, antique malls and buy stuff there, or like, mm-hmm. eBay. And, and you know, when the new stuff, like, when the Power of the Force stuff came out, that was kind of, like, another kind of, like, oh, it's, you know, you're going back up the roller coaster. And when the special editions came out, like, that was definitely, like, a, oh, my gosh, like, look at this. Like, you know, like, it's coming back and just being able to right. see it in the theaters again was really great. But then it kind of did, you know kind of like you know dip down a little bit and like with the prequels that you know came up um I actually you know but I was I always feel like I was a Star Wars fan but it definitely there were times when I was more into it because mm-hmm. uh, I uh I worked at Skywalker Ranch briefly um right when Return of the Sith was filming uh, I was in the I was in the 
film archive, I had like a contract job, which was very cool, uh, but it was, awesome. was short lived. But it, it was near the end of 2004, beginning of 2005. And what was hilarious about that is that I really didn't meet. I mean, it was this is the sad part is I really didn't meet very many people who were working at Lucasfilm at the time because most mm-hmm. of the people were working in a completely different area than I was. I was extremely isolated in this archive building and I was only right. with one or two other people. And what was kind of funny is that like, they didn't like the prequels, you know, and like some of them didn't actually like Star Wars. And I was like, oh my gosh, like I finally made it. Like I'm like here on Skywalker Ranch, but I still felt like, you know, I like Star Wars more than everybody else. Right. <laughs> you know? uh, so that was, you know, that was kind of a, you know, kind of interesting, you know, thing. But like, I definitely was very, very excited, obviously, to work there. That was a complete dream come true to be able to work there. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, you know, when I got married, like, and had kids like I didn't end up seeing the Clone Wars movie in the theater and when I looked back I was like gosh like why wouldn't I have seen that like what was the deal with that and I was like oh I just had a baby you know like maybe that was what was going on yeah Um, and so I didn't watch the Clone Wars when it first came out uh but then again when you know I think that I had a pretty similar experience to a lot of people when Star Wars Celebration Anaheim happened and you know all of like the lead up to The Force Awakens Mm -hmm. um that just, again, you know, had a huge impact on me. And I, you know, I was excited when I had heard, you know, before that Disney had, you know, purchased Lucasfilm, that there were going to be more things, but it didn't really seem real mm-hmm. until I wasn't at that convention, but just seeing, you know, like stuff streamed, you know, on the computer. And it just really, really, it was so exciting to me. And that actually happened right around the time that I decided that I wanted to do more writing. Mm-hmm. Uh and I decided that I should just write about Star Wars. And like those two things kind of happened around the same time. And so, uh, and then it's just been a downward spiral <laughs> <laughs> the last few years since then. So speaking of your writing, was that an interest that you always had um, writing, whether it be for Star Wars or anything else? Or did that sort of come out after... As you mentioned, you know, the lead up to The Force Awakens, Celebration, you were just like, I have to put all of this Star Wars love that I have into something, and this is what it's going to be. Yeah, I think that, you know, I really did want to create something. So I was a film studies major. I was I worked in film preservation for many, many years, which is what led to the job at Lucasfilm. Like, I love classic films. I love the idea of I love history in general, but like film history and preserving that has always been very important to me. I always kind of thought that I might go back to school and like, you know, become like an academic, more of like a film person, like write about film history you know, do more of that. Uh, When I was trying, when I was starting to write about Star Wars, I was really kind of, I was mostly still staying home with my kids and doing kind of like remote part-time work. And I was like, well, I want to do some more writing and I want to create something. Um, And so just trying to figure out what that would be for Star Wars. And you, you kind of like, you test out you know, various things. Like, do I want to write news? No. Do I want to write, you know, editorial things? Like, no. Like, do I want to write, you know, like my, the hot take of the week, you know, no. (laughs) Like, like all of those are great options for other people, but none of those really, I kind of tried all of those, but none of them really uh, appealed to me. And I really just kind of went kind of straight back to my academic, you know, roots and just went straight for the reference. (laughs) Right. Straight for the reference and like like the history of Star Wars and how could I kind of how could I contribute to like, you know, 
sharing and, you know, sharing the history of Star Wars or perhaps even finding, you know, new history to kind of celebrate with other fans. So that sort of leads perfectly into your website, 365 Star Wars. Can you talk a little bit about how that idea specifically was created, how you decided I'm going to write about one character every day that some people may not even know ever existed um, and keep it going for as long as you have. Because I, I went on there today and um, <clears throat> the, the latest character you have posted, on the name is escaping me, but I'm like, I, I, as soon as I saw this still image from Solo, I'm like, oh, I know that character, but you just, you don't get any backstory. And it's so great to be able to highlight all these different female characters that don't really get the spotlight in the mediums that the general audience would see them in. But it's super cool that you have this extensive database on all these different characters. So how did that idea come about and how do you keep it going every day? I mean, that must be like, all right, where, which one's the next character? Who's, who's next? So what happened when I first started writing about Star Wars is I kind of wrote for a variety of different sites and I was doing kind of a different, you know, different things. And then I was like, well, I really want kind of a consistent series that will kind of keep me going. Like I, I'm very deadline oriented. Like I like having, you know, I wanted something that was like not dependent on somebody else deciding when it was going to publish. Mm -hmm. um, and just like I wanted to be kind of in, in control of something. Uh, and I at first was going to have this project just be a Twitter shout out. Like every day, like shout out a female character from Star Wars. And that was, you know, going to be it. And then I was thinking, well, like, you know, there's so many like fun, like little details about these people. Like mm -hmm. maybe I should do, you know, a post. And like I literally thought, like decided to make the website. It was December 28th, 2017. Uh, and I was like, no, 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 I should do a website. And it was all like very, very last minute. And luckily I was on vacation. You know, I wasn't working mm -hmm. anywhere. And so I was able to kind of just like spend the next couple of days, you know, like throwing together, uh, you know, a WordPress website. And I started uh, with it. And I really just had no idea what I was doing for like at least like the first couple of months. Um, but I decided that, you know, what I, w what I wanted to do is not only to have female characters from the films and the TV shows and comics and books and video games. But I also wanted to talk about women who worked behind the scenes. Right. And I think it was like, I think that day 50 was the first time I had an interview with someone. It was a woman that I knew, I knew from Twitter because she had this amazing Hera cosplay, but it turned out that she actually also worked as a costume buyer for the last Jedi. And oh, I asked wow. her, I asked Catherine Tabor, who's the voice of Padme in The Clone Wars, mm -hmm. and I asked Jennifer Heddle, who is an editor with Lucasfilm Press, all around the same time, like, hey, would you like to... They all followed me, and so it was kind of easy to kind of DM me, because right. um, like the, the project had been going on for a couple of months. Um, and they all said yes, and they all gave me interviews, and I was just like, oh, hey, like maybe people would like to, you know talk to me about this mm -hmm. and you know which kind of blew my mind at first just because like I you know I didn't have a ton of you know I didn't have a big online presence before this like mm -hmm. not a ton of people to this day not even a ton of people really read the, my site <laughs> <You know? laughs> but uh but like it's much more popular like on social media I feel like than people who go to it but from the very beginning people had been extremely supportive of it I was a little mm -hmm. worried about having uh such a female-driven, female-oriented Star Wars project online, specifically on Twitter, that, like, yeah. I was just going to have to filter through, like, a whole bunch of, you know, garbage. Mm -hmm. um, 
but I haven't, which has been kind of interesting. And I think it's because my project is so heavily reference oriented and I'm not like ranking them or saying which one is good and which one is bad. Um, I also think that there were a lot of people who were like, oh, well, if you don't have like these legends women, like your, you know, your list is trash. I did get a couple of those like, you know, near the beginning. And I'm like, well, I've already done legends people like, you know, so there, (laughs) you know, (laughs) Uh, because I love having the legends. I I like having I do distinguish, you know, like I have, you know, various tags in there, like whether it's legends or canon. But like to Mm -hmm. me, it's all Star Wars and it doesn't matter like, you know when it came out, if it's Disney Star Wars, if it's old Star Wars, if it's weird Star Wars, if no one read it, Star Wars, you know, like, I really Mm -hmm. wanted to kind of put everyone, you know, on a loving playing field. And so, like, you know, Leia has one day, and, you know, like, this person who you've never heard of, who, like, you know, only has a name because of, you know, the the novelization or, you know, the, the visual guide, the visual dictionary, like, they also have a day. Like, everyone's, you know, it's all kind of, you know, I like to spread it out between the, the big characters and the small characters. Mm-hmm. And it's an interesting thing that you bring up about the social media because, you know, especially after The Last Jedi, I mean, I'm sure you saw it every day on Twitter. The constant just, they, they people just couldn't stop talking about the movie, whether they hated it, whether they, you know, really loved it. But it was always that bickering back and yeah. forth. And now we're seeing it again with episode nine. And it's interesting that you haven't had to deal with it so much because um, that recent article that came out, um, oh gosh, her name escapes me. Um, I think her first name is Katie, Katie McCourt, I believe. She put together this article that sort of took in all of the Twitter um, stuff that was that has been going on targeting women for, geez, almost you know three years now since The Last Jedi. And... I wanted to get your opinion because recently I think the social media manager for Star Wars had to just take a break because people just wouldn't stop. And I was wondering as someone who updates the site every day and is living, breathing Star Wars on a daily basis, how do you filter that out? I mean, it, it, it's got to be, and I know you said you don't deal with it much, but seeing it here and there, people retweet stuff. How do you just keep a level head and be like, I love this thing. I'm not going to stop writing about it. I have to focus on what I'm doing. Right. Well, I think that, again, like, I think I don't get a lot of it for a couple of reasons. I think part of it is because I've muted a lot of people. (laughs) Um, And, like, because I'm pretty quick with muting. And, like, muting, like, definitely for me, like, I mute people who, like, I actually will be very excited to see at Celebration. But, like, Mm -hmm. perhaps right now their Twitter feed is not the right fit for me like for me like muting is not personal whatsoever it really is just like you know maybe you're just even like talking about a tv show and spoiling it a bit and i haven't seen it like i mean it like it really is like the muting is not personal whatsoever for me i don't block a lot but i am happy to block people if i feel like they're kind of spewing hate um but i think that because i i really don't express my opinion about star wars all that much because i really don't uh that's not actually like why i'm there like i'm more to kind of like there to share content and uh see other people's content more than like to get in discussions like that is not something that is of course i do like i mean anytime you know like whatever anytime anytime you talk about a twitter rule like of course you're the first one who's gonna break it you're like Mm -hmm. i would never do this and then you're like oh yeah except for that three times i did it but i also think that because you know i honestly i think that you know because i 
am a white straight woman in my 40s who's been a fan of Star Wars my entire life. Like, I feel like that makes me not a target for some mm-hmm. people who are horrible, who just really like to go after people who are like, you know, not like themselves or not like the people who they think are in their lives. Like, I think that that has kind of, I, I wonder sometimes if that has kind of insulated me from, you know, the hatred that so many people have had, because I definitely like, I loved the last Jedi and I definitely didn't hide the fact that I loved it. I also yeah. really enjoyed uh, the rise of Skywalker. I've actually received much more rude messages after the rise of Skywalker came out than the last mm-hmm. Jedi. But I think part of that is because I, the people who I followed, much more of them didn't like the Rise of Skywalker than, right. than Last Jedi. And so, like, then that kind of, you know, you had, a, like, a little bit of, you know, crossfire there. I am familiar with that study that you mentioned um, for with Katie. Mm-hmm. I thought it was – you had some really interesting things in it. I also thought, like, there were some parts of it that I thought were extremely flawed. And so, like, that is not – that is not personally a study that I would feel – I did not feel comfortable sharing that with other people. Okay. Um, but I do believe that in any way that like anyone who directs hate at anyone because they ship something or because of who they are, or because what they like is completely inappropriate, like full stop, end yeah. of story. Um, I think that, you know, there's just been so much hatred directed at people who ship certain, certain things. Like, I mean, I just I don't even understand, like, why people care. <laughs> like, yeah, right. I think all of it, I think it's all like really, really that I also think that there were some like assumptions about you know, you know but I also just don't like it when people it's hard because I don't like it when people group people I don't like it when people group Star Wars fans mm-hmm. I don't like people group people who sh- who ship Raylo like I don't like it when people like group women like there's tons of tweets that I've seen where people have grouped women like you know all women are going to think this way about how you know Ray's storyline went in the Rise of Skywalker or all women are going to like you know stuff like that like all of that is very annoying to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's hard to kind of manage some of it because, like, directing hate at anyone is completely, you know, off limits, out of bounds. Like, there's no, like, there's nothing like that. But right. not everything that's written about that subject is stuff that, like, resonates with me, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is, you know, that's a whole other, like, you know, podcast episode. But right, I think really, right. like, what you have to do is just curate your timeline in a way that works for you mm-hmm. and not worry if what you're doing, like if it's muting or blocking or, you know, just like not following, you know, certain subject matters or, you know, like any kind of curating that you can do, like that's what you should do. Because if, you know, going on, if you're using Twitter mostly for like star Wars fun and you're not having fun and it's making you upset, like, you know, you just got to figure out, you either got to like not, you know, get on there, get off of it, or just find a way that, you know, that you can have it be fun. I mean, I definitely, you know, I think that everyone takes, you know, breaks more and more. Like, I mean, I feel like there were certain times when I was following, like, you know, I was only looking at like five people's tweets. Yeah. <laughs> you know? <I> like, <laughs> right. Five people have never done me wrong. <laughs> uh, you know, and so like, I'm just going to listen, you know, to you. I mean, because, yeah. you know, I think that it's hard because, you know, Star Wars, I, I tweeted something about this like a while ago. I think that, you know, 
Star Wars is extremely important to me. Like, I feel like Star Wars is like a bit of a family member to me. Mm-hmm. And I really, you know, I, I have a bit of like that, like, I can say something about it, but like, I don't want to hear what you have to say bad about right. it. You know, like, Oh, that's a great way to put it. It's really like, it's almost kind of like, hey, no, 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 no. Like, you know, like, you don't talk about that. You know, you don't talk about my sister like that. Like, you don't talk mm-hmm. about that Star Wars movie like that. It's hard not to if you liked a movie or if you like a ship and if someone says something about it, like it is a very natural and human response, I think to take it a bit personally, even mm-hmm. when it is not like, and people right. don't meet that way. Um, and so I think that, you know, I, I like reading different people's opinions of star Wars content, mm-hmm. but Twitter is a horrible place to do that because it, so much of it comes off super snarky. Yeah. And it's like yelling and when, even when, and you don't really know. It's like texting. Like it's just a total communication nightmare, really, right. even though we use it so much. <laughs> but it just really, you know, it, it can really just get you, you know, it can get you in trouble and it can just, you know, suck, you know, emotions out of you, just like suck your life force out of you trying to, trying to deal with it. Oh, yeah. No, I, I completely agree with everything you just said. And, you know, unfortunately, Twitter for a lot of us is a necessary evil, whether it's promoting stuff, like you said, putting content out there that you do daily. But one thing that continues to be a great thing when it's put out from verified sources that people know actually what's going on is that we get a lot of our news now from Twitter. And I want to ask you, as someone who writes daily about uh, these people involved with Star Wars, different characters from different mediums, how excited do you get when you see a new story that says, oh, you know, a new Star Wars novel is coming, including, you know, these characters. And one of them is a woman in Star Wars, someone who we've never met before. How do you how excited do you get that you're like, at some point, I'm going to be able to write a little piece about this character? Yeah, I mean, it's ridiculous. Like, <laughs> like, like I, I, I tend to like now, like, be like, ooh, like, I mean, I like look at it, like, who can I do, like, what is going on, like, in the Rise of Skywalker, like, there's this little like Muppet creature that's in Lando's, you know, uh, vehicle on Pisana. Mm-hmm. Who like you know it makes this ridiculous noise and look like looks like a muppet. Yeah. And like apparently in the visual dictionary, someone pointed out that it was like female, and I was like, yes, you know, <laughs> like, like I'm de- like I want Baby Yoda to be a girl so yeah. so desperately, like you know. And so I I do tend to just kind of being like no 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 like it, you know if they don't say if that droid was a boy or a girl, like I'm gonna say I might just say it's a girl, <laughs> like. Uh, but yeah, I do. It, it does kind of color what I'm looking at and it definitely like, and comics are the the frequent thing that makes me sad sometimes is that mm-hmm. I will look at a comic book or like be excited about it and want to like, Ooh, like, you know, is there, are, are any of the people who made this comic, you know, women? Mm-hmm. Uh, and it, it, no is the answer like more than you, you might think, or, you know, more than certainly I like. Right. Uh, and, you know, or like thinking that, you know, sometimes you just want like there to be a name for a character because it's hard to do any of these characters when they don't have names. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I have run across a couple of times where I'm like, Ooh, like that's a cool character, but like, I don't know what their name is. So like maybe someday they'll get a name and yeah. they'll be able to, uh, to add them in there. But I really do love like part of the, you know, my first love of, 
Return of the Jedi was, you know, in Jabba's palace, like, you know, the never ending stream of aliens and always being able to discover like a tiny detail that you didn't see before. Like the details, the small characters of Star Wars have always been like something that I have really, really loved. Uh, And so, you know, that really makes my geeky heart very happy when I feel like I can, you know, shine a little light on Mm -hmm you know, that random woman who, like, ran down the hall. <laughs> yeah, right. Kira said something. Right. And one thing that I literally just thought of was, I know that uh, over at Galaxy's Edge, they give the cast members a lot of freedom in terms of creating their own Star Wars story when they're working in the park. Um, I don't know how many people actually really delve into it and create their own backstory, but have you ever thought of heading over there and being like, all right, I'm going to find every female cast member at Galaxy's Edge, ask them what their backstory is in the Star Wars universe. Has that ever that's crossed funny. your mind? Now, that's an interesting idea, actually. Yeah, I, you know, I haven't really. I, I do want to do – I haven't done very much about Galaxy's Edge um, at all. I actually contacted the first woman who played Val at Disneyland uh, to do an interview, but we have, we need to get it cleared and we Mm. can't figure out who that person needs to clear it. Like, but I really did want to like, you know, interview. I thought that would be a really fun um, person to talk to, but it is interesting just because I mean, it is like a small part of, of star Wars history. Mm -hmm. Um, And I've been to galaxy's edge, but I haven't actually asked people if they like, you know, what, you know, well, right. of course, you don't want to ask people, did you create a name? Because that, that, take, that takes them out of character. But like, you know, yeah. it is, uh, that would be that would that is kind of a fun, you know, idea because that is just kind of like, you know, it's living Star Wars. Yeah. Yeah. Because I, I work as a um, photo pass photographer over at Magic Kingdom here in Orlando. And anytime I've gone to Galaxy's Edge, I'm just like, some of these people get really into it. Right. And they really <laughs> love it. And I just imagine if they've read Black Spire or um, A Crash of Fate, if they're like, okay, I see what these people are doing. I'm just going to insert myself into these stories as sort of a background character that has a lot of depth to them and just live out that story every day at work, which is super cool that they get to do that. Yeah, no, I mean, that's, like, like, that is really, like, fun. Like, I mean, I think that, you know, and I think that they'll probably have more – stories you know in batu i don't know why they wouldn't uh so like then to be able to change that i think that that would be uh great i certainly have enjoyed all of the time uh that i've been i've been to disneyland twice and we're going again uh at the end of next month so nice yeah so i'm hoping to get on rise of the resistance i'm hoping that my my group will be able to wake up early (laughs) (laughs) so we can get into the park in time that's yeah with kids it's always a little bit like "Eh," like i don't know oh yeah I I can only imagine. I mean, over here we had like a seven-hour delay a few weeks ago because the ride just kept on breaking down. But once you do it, it's honestly the best experience in the parks. Yeah, I mean, no, I think that we're going to be there hopefully long enough that we'll be able to to, to work it out. Uh, yeah. I definitely feel like it might, you know, end up being one of those things where I was like, look, I'm just abandoning my family <laughs> so I can have this moment. Like, everyone needs right. to just embrace that, and I'll right. be back with you in a couple hours. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know? there you go. Sometimes that's what you need to do. Um, but another thing I want to ask you about the site is, do you have any um, – you know, Lucasfilm personalities or, or anyone involved with Star Wars or characters that really stand out to you, uh, whether it be uh, somebody you wrote about that you really didn't know much about, but 
the more you dove into their story, they really stuck with you? Like, do you have anyone that comes to mind or maybe a few people? Well, I've interviewed like a ton of people. Like I've interviewed over 60 people, which has been amazing. Uh, and I really, uh, I really am fascinated by like just looking at the list of credits of some of the women uh, mm -hmm. who, you know, have worked in Star Wars, like Nicole, uh, I'm not sure how you say your name, like Dubuque. Uh, she is the currently the showrunner of the Disney Junior uh, reboot of The Rocketeer. Okay. And she uh, wrote three episodes of uh, Star Wars Rebels, three really amazing uh, episodes of Star Wars Rebels. But like when she was a kid, she was one of the kids in the sitcom Major Dad, like as an actress. Oh, wow. And I was just like, you, like, what is going on with your list of credits? <laughs> like, I was like, oh, what a journey. Um, I really enjoyed her interview. I really enjoyed uh, talking to Lee Zisk, who uh, is the like the book designer for Lucasfilm Press. And so she like helps make sure she doesn't necessarily do the cover art for the the books, but she, you know, works with the artists, do the cover. And then she does all of like some, like a lot of the Lucasfilm books have like fun imprints on the hard covers or like have designs throughout the books or like on like the front and back covers. And like, I just never talked to anyone, you know, like her who had done that. I recently talked to a woman who was a colorist, uh, on comic books and, you know, just, I really enjoy learning about, you know, all of the different jobs that people have, mm -hmm. um, and like how all of it, you know, can be so connected to Star Wars. Like I've talked to people at Fantasy Flight Games who like help work on, you know, some of the Star Wars related games. Uh, it, it really is quite, you know, it's exciting for me. And I really like, the the ones that I get the most excited about are probably the voice actors mm -hmm. um, because that is just like super fun. Like I, you know, I've talked to recently to Misty Lee, who was, you know, Leia in both Battlefronts. And most recently she was the ninth sister in Jedi Fallen Order mm -hmm. uh, and talking to, I really am a huge Satine fan uh, from the Clone Wars and talking to uh, Anna Graves, who, voiced her like those those are the ones that kind of have stuck out the most or like the characters that I really liked um right. getting to talk to the women who like I think I've interviewed I think it's like six or seven women who've voiced Leia in different mediums oh that's awesome and it's always interesting to kind of talk you know in like they have like a little club like sometimes and they have Leia lunches in Los Angeles because <laughs> I think most of them live there. Um, and so they've kind of all bonded over, you know, the fact that, you know, in different video games and, you know, animated shorts and TV series, like all of these women have, you know, like they've all voiced Leia. And I think that that's really, you know, Star Wars is so much about connecting, you know, other people who you might never, you know, meet that, mm -hmm. uh, that that's been kind of fun to kind of, you know, it's been fun to, to share that with these women. Oh, absolutely. I, I can only imagine, you know, also them getting a chance to talk about um, their work and and really just showcase how much they love what they do. And, and I'm sure that speaking with them, that comes through every single time. Um, is there anyone that you really, really want to get to talk to uh, that you haven't been able to yet? Oh, geez. You mean like Kathleen Kennedy? <laughs> uh, like, I would love to talk to more women who work in visual effects. Um, I have chatted with, and she's trying to get approval, someone who worked on The Mandalorian extensively, and she's worked on a couple of the films. Um, 
I am always harassing, not in, in, in a very nice way, harass uh, Tracy Kenobio, who is a publicist with Lucasfilm. Yes. Uh, I, we've been joking like time and time again about her doing an interview with me. Uh, so I would love to get an interview with her. Uh, I feel like she's always kind of, you know, just rising, you know, like she's always paying attention to like, you know, her job, which is, you know, like right. making sure other people are getting attention. And I'm like, no, Tracy, you're amazing <laughs> to all the fans. I want to talk to you. Yeah. Um, but I mean, they're like the, the list, is, you know, goes on and on. But I really actually would love to speak to more of the women who either in the past or in the present, like had more uh, leadership roles at Lucasfilm. I feel like there's a whole history there of women who are you know there's there's so many women who have been producers but not as many you know writers and directors and that is starting to change but like I feel like the the history of all of the women who have kind of been there um in more producing or production staff you know roles you know like those are not like the sexy things that you see so much on the behind the scenes documentaries but like none of the content would have been there without them um, right so I, I'd love to to be able to chat more with those women. Yeah, it, it almost reminds me what you're doing with that reminds me a lot of the Disney Plus documentary series of One Day at Disney, that it shows all these different people uh, within the company that you know someone's an illustrator, another person is you know an entertainment tech at the parks, another person buys all the um, holiday decorations, like these different jobs that you never really think about, but they are such an in like integral part of why all of this stuff works yeah um, no i mean it really it, I, I love all of those documentaries like i haven't seen uh all of that one yet but like you know like the imagineers uh yeah. documentary there i was just like oh my gosh like it like was so amazing i keep on yeah. telling everyone to watch that because <laughs> i'm like it's, it's, no no no, it's so the best good. thing you've ever seen uh but yeah no i think that you know it's it's good to learn uh more about how all of these different you know, content are made. And I mean, you know, when, you know, people complain about how long, you know, movie credits are, but like, that's not even everybody, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, like, right. I mean, it really is just like such this huge team effort. Yeah. And speaking of the site is, have you ever thought of, of doing anything different with it, whether it be maybe doing some videos or maybe doing, um, just any other kinds of, of articles or, or little pieces on on these people that you've spoken to? Or are you just staying with the tried and true method? Well, so, yeah. So for 2018, I did do 365 posts. Like, I did do one every year. And in 2019, I did more kind of sporadic. Uh, yeah. But I was, like, thinking about doing it, like, once a week. And I was thinking, you know, like, I would do kind of here or there. Um, and then I decided for 2020, um, I joke that like every time a Star Wars movie came out and there was going to be a whole bunch of discourse and the U.S. was going to have another election, like that, that yeah. like, I, I needed to distract myself by like every day, <laughs> like having this. So I'm doing it every day yeah. um, this year as well. I have done like I'd like to do more. Um, one of the most popular pieces that is on my site is like a compilation of all of the small posts I did about the Naboo handmaidens. Mm -hmm. um, and I'd like to do more of that. Like I did a article about like uh, the timeline of the Naboo monarchy. Uh, and now there's actually more information that since has been released uh, since I wrote that, like I would like to write kind of more longer pieces, mm -hmm. um, but it's just hard to find the time with, uh, right. you know, 
you know, it's like one of those, you know, everyone's got like, you know, here are the 85 things I would like to do, but, you know, I have time for maybe one or two of them. Yeah. Oh, I, I totally get that. Totally get that. So and... for me right now, having like the one little thing a day is pretty, mm-hmm. is pretty great because it kind of gets me in a writing mode most days. And then I can kind right. of tackle, whether it be Star Wars related or not, uh, tackle some other kind of project. Do you have anything in the works right now that, and it's totally fine if you don't, if you can't or don't want to talk about it right now, but do you have anything in the works that um, those who read your site on a daily basis can get really excited about? Well, I have an interview with uh, a voice actress from Jedi Fallen Order uh, that I'm very excited about that. Uh, and a couple of people who've worked on The Mandalorian, um, all of this is going has to go through approvals. And so sometimes <laughs> yeah. that takes a really long time. Uh, but I'm also like, I'm, you know, working with a few different people to pitch panels for celebration. And I'm hoping at least one of those uh, stick. Uh, and I still like every now and then contribute to starwars.com. Um, and I'm working on an interview with a, with someone who wrote a book that's coming out uh, in a couple of months. And I'm excited to share that with people. I have to write it first, but, <laughs> but like it's going to happen. So I'm excited for that. Uh, but uh, so there's, you know, there's a lot of, you know, kind of, you know, fun things coming up, but I'm really, really excited. I, celebration last year was my first celebration and uh, had so much fun. And so I'm really, really excited about uh, going back later this year. What are you looking forward to most uh, at this year's celebration? I know we don't have really any details as far as what um, is going to be happening. I know we assume some Mandalorian season two stuff, maybe a Clone Wars remembered panel. Um, Who knows? But is there anything you hope to see or are you just happy to be going back? I want there to be as much Empire Strikes Back stuff as possible. Uh, Since this is the 40th anniversary, I'm hoping that Mm -hmm. there will be tons of... uh, you know, fun, like new behind the scenes things and that, like, I'm always here for like the geeky reference, you know, panels. Uh, I definitely would love to be in that Mandalorian panel. Um, But I really like, I met so many people. Like, I mean, it's ridiculous how many people I met. Like, I feel like I don't even remember who I met and who I didn't Mm -hmm. meet, but like, I barely feel like I got a chance to talk to anybody, even though I met so many people. And I already have a list of like a whole bunch of other people who I didn't get to meet, (laughs) you know? (laughs) Uh, And so like, if if this, you know, if this, I really, I I was pretty lucky. Like I wasn't in a ton of the big panels, but I went to a whole bunch of panels and I met a whole bunch of people. I felt pretty lucky about that. If this convention was all about just, you know, hanging out in the small panels and, just getting it more of a chance to kind of like really sit down and chat with people. Like I would be very excited about, about that. Oh yeah. And I mean, let's see, it's February. So, I mean, it's, it's coming along. I mean, we're, we're almost there. I know it seems like a, a while away, but we're already heading into March in a few weeks, which is nuts to even yeah. think about. I, no, I it, can't believe it. And something I did, uh, kind of the other, like, semi-regular series I do for 365 Star Wars is I do like a podcast spotlight where I talk to people who have you know Star Wars related podcasts and I mm-hmm. I talked to a lot of people who were on the podcast stage um, in Chicago last year and mm-hmm. I'd love to do that again because I, I only went to like one or two of the podcast stage presentations and I'd really like to spend more time on the podcast stage and then continue to talk to the people who were there because I think that that is really a really fun part of the convention and people were very like happy to kind of 
give advice to other podcasters. Uh, and I thought that that, I think it's a, a really nice kind of community part of the whole event. Mm-hmm. No, absolutely. And it's so cool that they have that, um, that ha- they have that ability to have these different podcasts, you know, sign up for the stage and then pretty much live out your dream of presenting at Star Wars Celebration. I mean, that's yeah. pretty, that's so cool. Um, and those that have gotten the chance to do that, I, I'm sure that they'll never forget that experience. Um, but one question that literally just popped into my head, since you've been talking to all these different people within uh, Lucasfilm and Star Wars and have heard of all their different responsibilities within um, their work, if you could have one job related to Star Wars, what would it be? Whether it be directing... You know, I know it's effects. hard because like I feel like, you know, now I feel like I'm old and like, you know, like, I feel like <laughs> if I went back in time, would I choose something else? But like what I would like to do now is I still am like, you know, I'm still like, hey, like you should hire me to write a Star Wars reference book. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> like I feel like that's like the train that I'm on and like yeah. that's what I'm hoping will happen. Like that would be my Star Wars dream would be to, you know, I have interviewed a whole bunch of people who have written Star Wars books. Like I would like mm-hmm. to be one of those people who writes a Star Wars book. Uh, and so that I think that I, I will call that my dream. Awesome. Well, with the Skywalker saga, supposedly coming to an end i'm hopeful that you know 30 years down the road we'll get episode 10 but if this is it i am content with it and i am happy with it um but what do you hope um we get in the next several years from star wars whether it be films tv books what are your um what are your hopes for the franchise I well, I agree with you. when you were talking about the end of the saga. It reminded me of like every time my daughter would see like the commercials for the Rise of Skywalker, and I would say like the end of the Skywalker saga. Every time yeah. she would be like, "Lies, lies, they're <laughs> lying." You know, like, and there is part of me that thinks that they are lying. Yeah. Uh, like I, I do feel like they're going to, you know, I think I feel like they've even to like I do feel like we're going to see a lot more. Uh, of the different characters, like, you know, like of Ray and Poe and Finn and like what's going to happen with them, whether or not that be is film, you know, I have no idea. I would add Ben Solo in there because yeah. I think that no one is ever really gone. Right. And I feel like everyone's coming back from the dead and, you know, like it's a really good character. And so like there, I see no reason why, you know, there won't be more stories about uh, about Ben Solo as well. I'm excited for more like TV episodic. I think that that mm-hmm. will be you know really interesting. Uh, I love the Kenobi character. I love him, and I also love Ewan McGregor. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I'm very like whether or not that remains a series. And I know there's rumors it might go back to being a film. Like whatever it is, I'm excited for that. Yeah. Um, but I really uh, I would love to see something you know set in the past, you know, when there were tons of Jedi and there were, like, tons of Sith, you know, like, I, I think that would be really fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that going, you know, really far in the past or really far in the future or both, like, I think that that is really great. Um, I hope that for new Star Wars books that there are more um, standalone kind of series where you get to know different characters and then you know like i think that alphabet Squadron. i was excited that that was going to be a trilogy like i think Mm -hmm. you know there's so many great characters that i've done for 365 star wars where um they're only in one book 
or they're in like one book and one comic. Right. Uh, and I would love to see kind of to like get to know more new characters and really kind of follow them for a long time um, through a different journey. And so I hope that more and more of the books aren't connected so much to, you know, movies or TVs, um, but like have their, like, I would love it if uh, I really did enjoy the majority of uh, Star Wars Resistance. I would love to see some of those characters you know, come into a long running comic series or like their own, you know, book series. Like I, I would love to kind of see the continuation of those stories as well. So I basically, I'm just like saying everything. Cause I'm like, I want you to go in the past. I want you to go in the future. Like I want to know what happened in the present. <laughs> like, right. Typical Star Wars fan where I'm like, just give it all to me. Like, oh, it's yeah. all good. It's all going to be great. I always think it's funny when new Star Wars content is introduced and people are like, oh, nobody asked for that. That's not for me. I don't want it. Because I'm like, nope. Like, I want it until I see it and I hate it. <laughs> like, yeah. like, I'm just like, <laughs> all of it, like, there can't be too much. All of it's good until, like, you know, until it's proven to me that it's not. Like, you know, um, I definitely, I go into all Star Wars comment, like, content really, really wanting to like it. Mm-hmm. Um and so, you know, you can call me a shill or, like, whatever. But, like, I mean, that is, like, that is how I roll. Um, and yeah. I usually do like it. Like, not all of it is for me. Uh, and I don't really talk about the stuff that hasn't hit, you know, so well. Just because I don't – I don't – venting about stuff I don't like, I think, you know, is fine, quite frankly. But, like, that's not – that wouldn't make me happy uh, yeah. on social media. Um I don't know. Maybe that will change in the in the future. You never know. I suppose, <laughs> but uh, it's so far it hasn't made me happy. Yeah. Um, but but yeah, no. I I think that it's an it's a really interesting time. Um, I think that not having the legacy of you know like the Skywalker saga, kind of being free of that will mm-hmm. be good. I still think it's completely insane that seven, eight, nine ever even were made. Mm-hmm. Um, when that like you know that the original kind of character you know actors came back at all like yeah. I, I just still have a hard time processing that that actually did happen because uh, it seemed like it was like a fever dream for so long you're like what right. you know like Han Solo like what you know? <laughs> um, so I think that you know it, it it was interesting and it was also interesting just to see like you know with the sequel I mean with the prequels everyone knew how it was going to end with the rise of Skywalker so many people wanted very very different things to happen uh and so of course you're gonna have like this moment of like you know almost everyone's unhappy (laughs) uh because it just was a lot but i think that you know more time goes by and you know certainly you know that movie wasn't for everyone and you know that's just how it is but hopefully people people who enjoy star wars who want to continue enjoying star wars hopefully there will be so much content that they will have something that that will be a better fit for them yep and i I fully believe that that will continue to be the case because there's so much coming that it'd be so hard to just not get everybody um, because I'm sure books, comics, shows, films, it's going to, it's going to connect with somebody. Um, it's, it just has to. Yeah. I feel like they've got to announce fairly soon, whatever new animation they have in the works because they have yeah. to have at least one thing in the works that we don't know about. Uh, so yeah. I think that that'll be, you know, that it's exciting. It's exciting times. Right. No, absolutely. And there are rumors. I don't. And again, this is this is like unverified from uh, a couple of places. But there are rumors that the whole, you know, Sabine and 
Ahsoka looking for Ezra series is is premiering in October. I that's that would be great. I'm like I, I, I have also heard that. I have no idea if it's true, but like yeah. it seems kind of silly if it wouldn't be true in some way because like it seems like it would be. I don't know. Like, I have no idea. It would be a win with me and, like, my friends. Like, I don't know if that's a win for the company or not. But, uh, <laughs> like, I, I, do, I, I do definitely think that in some way they've got to continue that story. And I suppose it doesn't have to be, you know, another animated TV series. They could continue it in mm-hmm. comics or books or something else. But uh, I do think that, you know, I would be shocked if, especially with Dave Filoni still there and so active Absolutely. in Star Wars, I feel like how could he... How could he not? Yeah, yeah, and especially with Resistance ending uh, a few weeks ago, it 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 seems like the perfect time. You announce it at Celebration, only have a couple months till it premieres in October. I mean, it just seems like the perfect storm. Um, but we will see. We will see. And Amy, we're nearing the close of this episode, but I have one question remaining that I end the show with every guest. And it's it's a tough one. It's Uh-oh. a tough one. So we'll see if we'll see how you fare with this one. But um, what does Star Wars mean to you? And how would your life be different if Star Wars did not exist? Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what does Star Wars mean to me? Uh, I think that like just in general, like that hope that like never give up. And, like, there's always something to hope for, even if it doesn't seem like it. There's always something to hope for. And I I do really feel like when I was younger that Star Wars was always kind of, like, something like that, you know, the soft pillow to fall on. Like, you know, when you're feeling down. Like, I feel like I always turned to Star Wars Mm -hmm. when I was feeling low. And I always found it inspirational. And, you know, what I found that someplace else, you know, I don't know, maybe. But, like you know, it's been with me for over 40 years and like, that's not nothing like, you know? Uh, and so I think that, you know, it it definitely was always kind of a source of inspiration and, and quite honestly, just comfort, like, you know, to me, uh, and in the last couple of years, like it is just greatly expanded the people who I chat with, you know, on a daily basis. Like, I think that, you know, for all of the horrible things that you could say about Twitter and star Wars, Twitter, I am, extremely thankful for it i'm extremely thankful that like i'm excited to take a trip to anaheim to like go and like see a whole bunch of people like who i you know consider like you know some of my you know my my best friends now people who i you know care about and i think that that is really you know i think that's really special now how would your life be different if star wars didn't exist i I mean it's hard it's hard to know because it's just been such a part of my life yeah uh like, I don't know, because, like, I mean, Star Wars, I loved it so much when I was a kid, and I watched it so much that it encouraged me to watch other star- other movies, and I learned mm-hmm. about movie history from it, and then I became a film preservationist, and, like, so, like, I mean, honestly, like, who knows? Like, would yeah. I, like, you know, would I have had all of those jobs? Like, would I have, you know, been writing what I've done? Like, would I have gotten to speak to, you know, all of these amazing people? Like, you know... Mm-hmm. It, it really is, you know, it's kind of a, you know, a snowball effect where like, yeah. you know, a small little thing can really, you know, you know, affect you in so many ways. And I think that, you know, Star Wars affects people who have worked in Star Wars, but like it affects, you know, it affects the fans, you know, just as much too. Yeah, absolutely. And it, you know, it, it's the same with so many people now where we don't remember 
a world without Star Wars. Like the fact that that was a thing at some point, it doesn't compute. You know, it's like the weirdest thing. Yeah, it's like I can't take it out. It's like taking out, yeah. you know, like my parents or something like that. I mean, because right, like right, it just right. always kind of was there. It was there in the background and it was always like it was just a constant, you know, like it was all, you know, it was a constant. It was always there. And so like, yeah, no, yeah. It, it, it is interesting to kind of think about like how would things be different? You know, would I have latched on to something else as much as I have latched on to Star Wars? Like yep. I find that hard to believe, but maybe. Yeah. We, we will never know now. We will I never know. know. I don't want to know either. Like, <laughs> exactly. I don't want to go into that alternate universe. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, Amy, thank you so much for joining me tonight to talk about your own Star Wars journey. I had such a great time speaking with you. Well, thanks for having me. Absolutely. So do you want to let everyone know where they can find you, where they can find 365 Star Wars and all the good stuff you got going on? So uh, the website is just 365starwars.com. And there is a Facebook group, uh, which is relatively new where I'm posting. But most of the first posts I always do are on the, I have two Twitter accounts. I have my personal account that's at Amy Rickow. So it's A-M-Y-R-I-C-H-A-U. And then I have one that's 365 underscore Star Wars. Um, the 365 underscore Star Wars one is where everything posts first thing in the morning, usually on most days. Um, and then my personal account, I usually post stuff there. And then plus you get a little bit of, you know, me <laughs> in addition to just like the, the Star Wars reference. Uh, but mm-hmm. that's the easiest place uh, that you can find me. Perfect. Well, thank you again, Amy, for joining me tonight. Guys, I hope you all enjoyed this awesome conversation. With Amy Rickow, please go check out 365 Star Wars, follow her on Twitter, and get to know all the amazing female characters in Star Wars, as well as the women that make it all happen. So again, Amy, thank you so much. And guys, tune back every Monday at 11 a.m. for new episodes. Remember, we have a Patreon account, patreon.com slash followers of the Force. And until next time, guys, may the Force be with you, always. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. 
In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.